Welcome to the Getting Grit Podcast. I'm Brad Pohl, your host, and we are here sharing the stories of sinners and saints, hoping that we are going to put some rocks in your pocket, that someday later on down the road you'll pull these stories out and find they become some precious stones. So thank you for being here today. We are here today to tackle the story of why do I go to Mass? I mean, why do I go to Mass on Sunday? Is it just because of guilt or do I go for some other reason? Is it important for me to go in terms of how I see my faith in the church right now? I suppose there's a lot of Catholics asking themselves this question. We have a lot of people falling away. And yet we have a generation right now, a young generation, that really wants community. And when you look at the Catholic faith, the intercession of the saints, you think of what we actually do in Mass, what, it's, what it all means. Uh, man, I can't think of a better place to be during the week. I love going to A mass. few years back, I was coaching at a Division I school, and we had a guy on our staff that uh, had a very interesting story. Just a fantastic fella. And he had grown up in Southern California, and after playing all the major sports in high school, he graduated and got recruited by Bobby Bowden down at Florida, Florida State. So he went down to Tallahassee, Florida, and, and finished his college career. But it wasn't just a normal college career. Yeah, I remember him telling the story about, you know, spring ball, and he only got so many reps in, in the spring game because as soon as it was over, he had to sprint across the parking lot to the FSU baseball facility because that was a baseball game and ran in the locker room, quickly changed clothes, and uh, got to the dugout, and, and there he was up to the plate uh, ready to hit. So really, uh, you know, obviously a very gifted guy. I mean, uh, you know, you think of Deion Sanders as, uh, you know, a guy that uh, did uh, the same thing, uh, playing Division One at an extremely high level, and uh, and this man was as well. And so, you know, it, it brought about a time to ask, ask him some questions about, well, you know, man, what's that like? I mean, what's that like to be a – a D1 player and play dual sports. and uh, I mean, you just know if you've been around athletics that for a guy to do that, he's got to be extremely gifted. He really does have to be the kind of guy that can be in a football scrimmage, uh, you know, get eight or nine touches maybe or eight or nine plays, however they want it, and uh, run across a parking lot, change clothes, put on a baseball uniform and get into the box and and uh, and play and be that valuable to both teams. So, you know, the guy has some great talent. So I asked him, I said, you know, how did this all come about? He said, well, I grew up in Southern California, and, uh, you know, I, you know, like everybody else, I had good friends, some buddies, and, you know, we did everything together. We played football, basketball, baseball. We ran track. We just, you know, we were always hanging out. We were always doing stuff. He goes, and the other three guys that started in this, these – same guys, these, these buddies of his, they all started in the defensive backfield with him. and uh, But they were all a year older. And they were all Division I players. They all got Division I football scholarships. And he said, you know, growing up with these guys, being around them, doing everything with them, just absolutely raised the bar of everything I did and, 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 and the expectations and and." What, and what kind of challenges we took on and, and you know, what kind of goals we, we set and, you know, what we thought of ourselves and, and the confidence and how we competed. And, and it was this, this, uh, this, this sort of communion of guys 
that, uh, that propelled my friend uh, into being such a, uh, a stud athlete. And when you think of that story in itself, it is so close. Just think about what happens when we go to Mass. We come in as a community we, in song, right? And then we ask forgiveness of our sins as a community. And then we hear the Word of God read to us as a community. And we praise God as a community. And then we hear a homily that's meant to encourage us and build us up and, and strengthen us as a community. And after that, we prepare as a community for the real presence of Christ, for, for uh, the bread and the wine. And we do this as a community to build us up, uh, to, to strengthen us, to draw us closer to Christ, to, to make us more Christ-like, uh, to be what uh, you know, God meant us to be. But we do it as a community. And by that, we know we're changed. You know, we, we look at our challenges different or, you know, how we compete, how we live, the things that we take on and, and we grow. And, and this is this is God's church that is building us up. I mean, this is a tribe to belong to. This is a team. Remember the words that Jesus prayed in the garden, that they would all be one, Father, as we are one. I mean, this we are meant to grow in our faith in community. We are meant to live and grow in community and worship in community. I mean, Jesus Christ, God himself, ipsum esse subsistence. It's that phrase popularized by Thomas Aquinas. It's showing us that God is close to us to the fact that he is constantly sustaining us, giving us life, grounding our very being. This concept of the mass, this concept of community, look what it produces. I mean, when we think about being on a team and being influenced by, you know, the great people around us, okay, look at the story of Maximilian Kolbe. I mean, he's a very committed priest. He gets thrown into Auschwitz. He takes the place of another man who is being sent to, you know, starve to death and die. And Maximilian Kolbe takes his place because that man has a family. Now, if that doesn't inspire you as someone is like, man, I, you know, do I have that kind of courage? But the people that I go to mass with on every, every Sunday are, are, are being encouraged in the same way to become Maximilian Colby's, giving of themselves to others, to the max. You're probably saying to me, what does this have to do with some guy that's playing, you know, football and baseball at Florida State, you know, a Division One guy, and you're talking to me about the Catholic Church and mass and all these things. Here's what I'm saying to you. I'm saying that producing people like Maximilian Colby, these are our teammates. These are the saints. These are the people that we are around that inspire us. Just like my friend who grew up with some people that just drove him to great heights. This is what our faith is capable of doing. It's capable of pushing us beyond to be leaders and men of virtue and heroes. The martyrs of the past and those of our time gave and give life freely and consciously in a supreme act of love, witnessing to their faithfulness to Christ, to the gospel, and to the church. This is the team, this is the tribe you can belong to. Ain't it so? This is Gittin' Grit signing off. Make sure you come and see us now at www.gritquest.com.
Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Hope to see you there soon.